This is Radio Stockdale. Welcome to Radio Stockdale. I'm your host, Michael Sears at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. We're talking with the head coach of the NCAA D1A national champion men's rugby team, Gavin Hickey. In fact, Gavin is the director of rugby at Navy, overseeing both the men's and the women's rugby program at the Naval Academy. Both of those teams are actually the 2023 national champions. Coach Hickey guided the men's team through both the fall and the spring season of 2022-2023. During that time, he led that team to a national championship with a perfect 18-0 and record in the first year of the D1 varsity program. Now, that's not the first year of the rugby program, that's the, but that's the first year of the men's D1 program at Navy. Navy outscored its opponents 760 to 208 and posted an average margin of victory of 30.6 points. Navy's offense averaged 6.2 tries per match. And coach, I hope you tell us what the heck that means as we go through this. I've actually been to a couple of games now. Rugby is a pretty exciting sport. And your team, the men's team, surrendered only 1.2 tries per contest from a defensive standpoint. Welcome, Coach Gavin Hickey. Thank you very much, sir. It's, it's great to be here. You've played professional rugby before. You're an author. You're a podcaster with your own show, Rugby Revealed. Go to it. It's a pretty interesting uh, book and podcast. There's a lot to talk about here, but I want to talk about persistence, resilience, and grit, especially with that last game. Tell me, Coach, about University of California at Berkeley, because that was the the opponent for the national championship this year. How do you prepare for a side like that? Well, first and foremost, thank you for for um, the chat today, uh, Michael. I really appreciate it, and, and a massive thank you for for being in Houston for that championship game. It was a, a pretty extraordinary experience for all of us to have so many of our of our Navy alums and um, and supporters there. So it's it's something that's going to live with us for for a very long time, and we're very grateful to everybody who was there. But to answer your question. How do you prepare for a team like Cal? I mean, just a little bit of background, as I'm sure most people know. You know, Cal Rugby um, have been the preeminent varsity rugby program uh, in the country for a very long time. We've played them for a number of years, and we've never beaten them. And um, their their coach is a very well-known coach. He's been a leader um, at, at Cal Rugby and American Rugby as a whole for a very long time, Jack Clark. So... How do we face a team like that? It, it felt like a daunting task. What, what I will say is we did have a slight leg up because we played Cal in March in Annapolis for the first time ever in terms of a home game for us against Cal in March. And, um, you know, that was that was daunting. We were just coming off our our little break um, of, of mid-season, coming back into our spring season, gearing up for our championships. And we, we welcomed Cal to Annapolis, as I said. And... Um, it was, um, you know, the, the thing about it, I suppose, is it was never, we played 18 games this, this past year and we were very fortunate to win them all. And we rarely, if ever, uh, focus on the opposition. It was always about us. And whether it's Cal or it's Army or it is, you know, anybody at all, it was always about us. So we had the advantage of playing Cal before in March at home, as I said, and we had done our homework. We had progressed fantastically through the fall and into the spring and we came away with a victory in that game so 
you play Cal for the you beat Cal for the first time ever in March, and then we go and play the rest of our games going to that championship, and we get to the championship game again, and here we are against Cal down in Houston. Now it's a double-edged sword when you you are facing an opponent for the second time in a season, and you've already beaten them once. You can go, you know, they can have you sussed out, and they can they can figure out now how you played against them the first time, so they know how to retaliate against that. And so it can play into the opposition's hands, but it also can play into the into our hands, obviously. And we knew we weren't going to see anything that we hadn't seen before. And I suppose that's probably the biggest advantage we had going to play Cal the second time was we were very, very, very prepared um, in terms of understanding what they wanted to do, how are they going to do it, and how we were going to counteract that. And most importantly, how we wanted to, to play our game and impose our will on our opposition. And, um, you know, although, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, it didn't go quite as planned, it still worked out very well. So we had that slight advantage of seeing them earlier on in the year, it took away perhaps a little bit of the unknown for us. And then we um, were, were probably at times fortunate to stay within touching difference in that championship game um, and then managed to, to overpower them at the end. So, you know, it was... Uh, it was an unbelievable year where you can play Cal twice and beat them twice for the first time ever because we'd never beaten Cal in our history, in 60-year history. So lots and lots of lessons from that first game that we took into the second game against Cal. Well, you know, there's there's another opponent, at least I'd like to call it an opponent, that's, <clears throat> that's on the field, and that's the field itself, the environment. I mean, Houston is hot and muggy. It was a muggy afternoon. Did that play into the strategy? Certainly did. It certainly did. In terms of... Our hope um, and our intention that it was going to be very muggy and that, that that was going to play into the game significantly, we probably, unfortunately, we probably over-relied on that a little bit. And um, it probably wasn't quite as muggy come the 6 p.m. kickoff time that, that we had, um, that we'd hoped for, because our strategy was, was very much a, a very physical, confrontational, um, set-piece game, meaning lots of scrums, lots of line-out mauls. Uh, lots of kind of hand-to-hand combat, I would say. And um, that was based on the assumption that because it was going to be hot and humid, that a lot of balls would be dropped and there'd be a lot of um, stoppages. And then that would allow us to to really get on top physically. Um, and for all our best planning, uh, that wasn't the way at all. So so we had to we had to adapt to the conditions and we had to adapt to um, the way Cal were playing a little bit. And thankfully, we were able to do that. Now, Cal, Cal is a physical team, but Cal is also a fast team. Those guys came out running, literally. What happened there? I think we were... Well, Cal have, have a fantastic rugby team for a start. They have a very skillful back, back line who can pass the ball wide and get good go for. They're big, strong guys. Um, I think, truth be told, as much as we, we planned on not being in any way shell-shocked or, or caught off guard by the occasion... I think the reality is we were, um, you know, we we were sitting on the bus for a few minutes before we could get off into our locker room. There were crowds outside supporting Navy, you know, that that you know really, I think, started all the butterflies in the stomach for, for all the team. Um, you know, we we get onto the pitch, the game kicks off and um, we had a huge crowd there, certainly compared to Cal's, which was amazing. And it just we got caught up, I think, by the significance of the occasion. The last time Navy was in the same situation was 29 years ago in 1994 
and we lost to Cal. And here we are again, 29 years later, in our 60th anniversary of our program, our first year as varsity. And here we are against Cal in the championship again. I mean, it's very hard for the players not to get a little bit caught up in that occasion. And I do think that set us back initially. Cal got over, you know, that that um, surprise perhaps or the, the the factor that you're playing in a in a championship game. They got over quicker. They were able to settle down a little bit quicker. And um, and they got they got rolling quicker than we did. And that, that's a big lesson for us going forward. Um, you know, that we have to understand the occasion and we have to just remain calm and thankfully we did remain calm but we just let that occasion get to us a little bit in that at the start and, and then all of a sudden you're down and you're climbing a mountain and that's tough well that's that's what we're going to talk about persistence and resilience i mean you you made some changes you got down 15-0 pretty early what are the changes that you as the coach made or your staff or the team itself uh with the leaders on the field during that first part of the, uh, the match yeah, you don't want ever want to be down fifteen nil to anybody. Obviously, um, I remember against Army at FedEx Field over a year ago, we we gifted Army seventeen points and we came back. We nearly won that game. Um, we didn't, unfortunately. Um, you know, you give any team like Cal uh, a head start of fifteen points, you really are putting yourself in a bad spot, as as everybody would know. So, the changes that we were made, you know, again going back to we we knew what they were going to do. But it's, it's one thing knowing what they're going to do and then stopping it. Um, and, and that was a lesson that we'd learned. So they were very direct and we had to kind of, uh, we had to adapt our defensive formation. We had to uh, adapt slight tweak to the way we were tackling to try and stop their big ball runners getting over that gain line and, and getting momentum. Um, and so we, we had, a, we had a, a chat about how to combat those, those big runners. By the way, we tackle, we want to tackle in, outside to in and force these runners back inside, which would allow us to slow things down a little bit. But on the 20-minute mark, 15 points down, one or two small messages were relayed in, nothing significant. But some of the, the team, the players, got together and said, you know, this this has got to stop the way we're conceding these points and the way we're, we're conceding territory. Uh, namely, Lewis Gray, our, our vice captain, and, and Jack McMahon, our captain, um, pulled pull the boys in and said, you know, what are we doing? We've got to fix this. And um, thankfully they did. And, and the response of the team to their leaders within the team, their firsty leadership all year has been tremendous. Let me, let me ask you about the locker room. I mean, it's halftime, right? You're walking in there and, and don't give anything away for, for next year, the year after and the year after, but you're the head coach. What do you say? Well, we were walking off the, the pitch at halftime. Thankfully, we just scored 14 points before halftime, so now there's only one point difference. And we were walking off the pitch, and um, funnily enough, a couple of days earlier, possibly the day before, um, we were just chatting as a team, and I asked the players, I, can't, I was probably reading something at the time, and I said, do you believe in fate? Um, F-A-T-E. And one or two of the players said, yes, yes, yes. And I, tongue-in-cheek, asked them, do we win? Uh, do we win the championship game? And, you know, if you believe in fate and, um, you know, create a little bit of a, of a chuckle. But we were walking off that pitch at halftime and the little gate that we were supposed to go out was locked. So we had to take a little bit of a longer route around to the, to the locker room. And I was with one of our players, um, uh, third class, Tanner Russell. And just 
because we were on a little bit of a high because we scored those two points um, before we went into the locker room, as we're walking into the locker room, Tanner Russell turns to me and says, coach, do you believe in fate? <laughs> and I found that moment, <laughs> just thinking about it now, I found that moment quite, quite inspiring. But we went into the locker room and we're calm. We're very calm. You know, there's, there's no stress. There's no pressure. We get, everybody takes a couple of minutes, take their time. Um, and then we speak and we were very unhappy with our, uh, go forward as in our, our contact, our physicality around the contact level, uh, on offense was very poor. We were allowing ourselves to be tackled very easily and we addressed that. And that was very, very important. And one of the, the major moments that I spoke about was just time goes by quickly. 40 minutes, which is a half of rugby, is is nothing. You know, you blink your eye and it's 40 minutes later. So for all the work we had done up to that point since last August and beyond, and to go 17-0 at the time, and for what's on the line, we just had to step back and appreciate that we have 40 minutes that will dramatically either enhance your life and your experience with what you've just given to this sport at the Naval Academy forever, or 40 minutes where you will be somebody who almost did something special. And I think that we probably as a group appreciated that. And, and that, was, that was quite um, satisfying. But I will say this, Captain Jack McMahon spoke last uh, and he said, um, he, he called all the boys into a bit of a huddle and he said, look at me, look at me. He made sure all eyes were on him and he said, I am calm. He said, we do this every day at the Proust Mac Rugby Center in Annapolis where we practice. He said, our, our guys that we practice against in the squad put us under more pressure every day than Cal do. I am calm. We have this. Now let's go and execute. And off they went. And the rest, as they say, is history. That's, that's clearly a story about resilience and persistence. But let me say also, the other guys got a vote during, uh, during their locker room episode also. Cal came back hard, and they struck first. What happened then? So we just were not executing the way we wanted to. Um, we, we believe fully in our line-out mall because it's a very tough um, play to defend against. Um, and we want, and it's, I mean, you talk about grit, and resilience. You're you're in a very dark place when you're in the middle of a lineup mall, and you're you're doing everything you can to gain forward momentum while the opposition are doing everything they can to to prevent you. Um, I mean, it's it's a gritty gritty um, environment in a lineup mall, and um, we so we wanted lots of those, but we weren't able to get them just because our our lineup throwing and perhaps our calling wasn't as, as spot on as it should have been on the day. So. If you give Cal room and time and space, they're going to punish you, as they did three times with that last try in, in the start of the, of the second half. Um, but again, we just knew that if we can execute what we want to do, very few teams will stop us. And finally, thankfully, we stayed calm. Finally, we were able to execute the way we wanted to. And we were able to um, sneak ahead at, at, a, at a critical time. So, um, you know, just... The, the sticking to what we believed would was the right way to, to play against Cal. And then the satisfying part about that is that when you do execute that, then more belief comes. And then you do it again and more belief comes. And then you start really believing and then great things happen. 
You know, the last few minutes seem to be all about what you're talking about, all, all about grit. Now, Cal Hill Navy, less than a meter away from the go-ahead try, right? That's right. Uh, Cal's defense stayed composed and held the ball to retake possession, but Navy battled back. That's all about grit, right? Rugby is a lot about grit. Absolutely. You know, and it, it's funny because I, I have a few stats, but, you know, we had less possession. We had less territory than Cal. Um, you know, this is this is a stat that really does blow me away, is that we had 247 tackles. So we had to stop them 247 times. They had to stop us 169 times. So there's a big difference there. Um, but uh, we, we again, we just knew that if we played in the right areas of the pitch and if we could show Cal that we will stop everything that you throw at us and if you score we'll come back at you again if you score we'll come back at you again and and everything you have we want your best we want you to come at us because we know that if we stop you you will start to doubt yourself and we will start to gain confidence in what we're doing and there was a lot of of that in terms of um you know, no surprises. They didn't surprise us at all. We surprised ourselves by not executing. Once we executed, then we don't surprise ourselves. We probably surprised them a little bit. So we saw a lot of Cal throwing the kitchen sink at us and us staying composed and able to go back at them. And if you do that, then you can see the the, the look of fear, perhaps, or a little bit of doubt in the opposition's eyes. And that's where we were able to capitalize. Coach, congratulations uh, to you and to both teams. This match for the men's D1 championship was pure persistence and resilience and grit. Great match, great year. And you know what? We're looking forward to next year. Coach, thanks for joining us on Radio Stockdale. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts.